Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to this, the WP Builds podcast. We've managed to reach episode 152 now and it's entitled Riding a Jolly Long Way for the WordPress Community with Dan Maybe and Carol Ollinger. It was published on Thursday the 31st of October 2019, which is Halloween. My name's Nathan Wrigley from pictureandword.co.uk, a small web development agency based in the north of England, and because it's an interview, I shan't be having my chat with David Wormsley today. Never fear, though, he shall be back probably next week. Just a couple of things to talk about before we get stuck into the interview. Perhaps the most important of them this time around is wpbuilds.com forward slash black. That's going to be a Black Friday page full of all the the links. I'm curating them all so that you don't have to worry about whether or not you've missed something. I'm going to try and put absolutely everything that I come across up there. It's going to be filterable and searchable. You can use those options already. So, for example, if you want to know which ones are at 30% or which ones are in the hosting category, and so on. It's all on that page. I'll be updating it as and when things come in. But uh, quite a surprise to me doing this is that Halloween is a real thing for WP products and services. There's absolutely loads of stuff. So go and check that out right now, actually, because it feels to me like Black Friday's got a bit of a rival. So that's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Go check that out. It will be constantly updated. So yeah, I would recommend that you get yourself to that page and bookmark it. The other thing to say is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. If you go to that page, there's two forms at the top. The grey one is just going to let you know when we've got podcast and the Monday news updates coming out. But the blue one in the run up to Black Friday might be a good form to fill out because if you fill that out, I'm just going to send you a very quick plain text email as soon as I hear about a product or deal. And uh, so, yeah, that's going to be really helpful. You can just tell from the title whether or not it's going to be of interest to you or just throw it in the recycle bin. On that page, you can also subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player. Join our Facebook group of over 2,300 WordPressers. It's very friendly. I have to say it's possibly the most friendly Facebook group I've been in. It's absolutely wonderful. So get yourself in there as well. Another page to mention would be wpbuilds.com forward slash deals. That's our regular deals page. Go check that out because there might be something on there as well. And wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to advertise your product or service on the WP Builds podcast and get it in front of a WordPress specific audience, a bit like these guys did. The WP Builds podcast is brought to you today by WP Feedback. Are client communications eating up all of your time? If so, check out WP Feedback. It's a visual feedback tool for WordPress that it's specifically designed to get you and your clients on the same page. And you can check that out at wpfeedback.co. And by Cloudways. Cloudways is a managed cloud-based hosting platform for WordPress. Unlike others, they let you choose the servers from top cloud providers like Google Cloud, Amazon, and DigitalOcean. And there are no restrictions on the number of websites per server. Try Cloudways using promo code WPBuilds and get $20 free hosting credit. And the Page Builder Framework. Do you use a page builder to create your websites? The Page Builder Framework is a mobile, responsive and lightning fast WordPress theme that works with Beaver Builder, Elementor, Breezy and other page builders with its endless customization options in the WordPress customizer. It's the perfect fit 
for you or your agency. Go to wp-pagebuilderframework.com today. Just a quick shout out to Paul Lacey. Paul Lacey, I don't know if you listen to the WP Builds news, but we put out the news first thing in the morning on a Monday, and then we do a live version with various people in the Facebook group and the YouTube channel, and uh, we go through the news. This week I was away from my office, and so Paul Lacey took the, re- took, the, took the reins, and I'm very grateful to him and would like to express my gratitude. And thanks to the guests who came on this week as well and, and coped with the, the sort of slight variance from the normal routine. Okay, let's get stuck into today's podcast. This is really interesting for me because not only am I the guest, I am the interviewer because I'm actually in it, which is really strange. It's all about WP and Ops Head 2 project. It's a 3,000 kilometer, which is nearly 2,000 mile bike ride from Berlin to Portugal taking place next year. Um, myself, Dan Maybe, and Carol Ollinger are going to be sweating it out on bikes over a 30-day period of time next year. And in this podcast, you're going to find out why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and how we're getting along with the plans and preparations that that we're making. It, uh, To be perfectly honest, the whole thing is just full of interest. It's got me really intrigued and, and scared by the same measure. So yeah, go and check it out. And I hope that at the end of it, you, uh, you feel able perhaps to support the Head2 project in some way. Hello there. Welcome to the WP Builds podcast. We've got an interview for you today. Thanks for sticking around. Today, I'm joined by two people who over the last, well, in one case, in Dan Maybe's case, I've got to know him very well over the last probably couple of years. In Carol Ollinger's case, I've probably got to know her uh, quite well over the last couple of months. And the reason for that is because we have, um, in a moment of madness, we have decided to to do a um, do a bike ride. Now, I've mentioned this and alluded to this a couple of times, and we'll get stuck into that. But before that, I'm just going to say, hi, Dan. Nathan, hello. And hi, Carol. Hi, Nathan. Hi, Dan. <laughs> we, um, let's go, let's do the history of this, shall we? Um, a couple of couple of months ago, well, it's probably more than a couple of months ago now, Dan hatched this plan to cycle where, Dan? <laughs> so the plan, was to, or the plan is to cycle from uh, Berlin in Germany, the 2019 um, WordCamp Europe venue, the Australia, uh, right the way across down to the uh, to Porto in Portugal, the 2020 venue for WordCamp Europe which is a total of 3,000 kilometers. And actually, our route's a little over 3,000 kilometers. Let's, let's do that in miles as well. What is that in miles, roughly That's speaking? That's a little under 2,000 miles. Okay, if you, if you go to, now let's get this right, if you go to head2.org forward slash route, and I'm guessing that's spelt in the sense of R-O-U-T-E, not R-O-O-T, then you will find the route. And um, if, if you're anything like me, you'll probably just look at it and you'll think, ah, it's a map, you know, it's a map. Uh, look, look, there's a little line on it. Isn't it fun? But then um, when you actually start to sort of zoom out a little bit, you notice that entire countries are encompassed in this map. <laughs> Why? Why are we doing it, Carol? What on earth is it all about? <laughs> you never sold it to me as like madness. So this is... <laughs> I'm starting to get worried here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, of course, we're doing that because we are an amazing part of the WP and Up team and we want to raise awareness for mental and in this case, also physical health. 
because there in the end there's nothing more important than your health right and yeah so we have been working on this route for quite a long time it's not so easy because we we tried to avoid um <laughs> the very very evil hikes and uh, like the tour de france i mean i mean we 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 are we are quite fit but <laughs> Are, are we? we're not like the are we? France, right? <laughs> <laughs> there was a little irony in here um yeah but actually when i'm 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 at the moment i am looking right at the route and i see that we are nicely dividing france in two mm, we... <laughs> so we're really gonna we, we're really gonna divide france in two parts and really see a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. So this idea didn't come in sort of splendid isolation, did it? The if we were to cast our mind back, I spoke about this quite a lot in the in the WordPress news that I do. There was a, a chap uh, called Marcel Boatsman. Have I got his surname right? Because it it's spelt boot b o o t in the English pronunciation, but I think it's Boatsman. Have I got that right? It's, it's Boatsman. 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 Okay, so yeah, brilliant. If I'm Thank not you. mistaken here. Yeah. Well, he decided that he was going to walk from his hometown to the Estrel Hotel in Berlin, and so I suppose did that set the groundwork? Is that what got you thinking about this, Dan? It did, yes, yeah. Um, I did I had a conversation with Marcel at Workcamp Europe and, and spoke obviously about his his epic journey, um, which was just incredible. Uh, I mean, was he, he covered was it seven hundred and eighteen kilometres uh, walking from his from his hometown to uh, the venue, uh, and just the, we recognise there's a need. Um, we so WPNUP is a non-profit; it's a registered charity, um, and we need to be able to raise funds. We need to be able to sustain the charity. Uh, so we need to look for ways to do that. We need to look for unique and unusual and interesting ways to create exposure of both our message and, um, uh, of course, be able to try and raise some funds. Uh, so uh, we we had a, a brainstorming session at WordCamp Europe uh, as a team, uh, and this concept of travelling from one WordCamp to another. Uh, came to light and we looked at it we looked at the distance and obviously it was a at the time it was a very roughly it was about three thousand kilometers and we thought yes we can we can do this how can we do this well let's look at let's jump on a bike on an airplane <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was born out of that and it's not um there, there's no um kind of element of competition or one up one upmanship or anything like that here it's a case of this is we were inspired by what marcel had done uh, for donate wc and uh, we actually had a conversation. We had a conversation with him prior to announcing the um, uh, Head Two project because we wanted to make sure that this wasn't in competition or it wasn't conflicting with any other plans or projects that he had uh, coming up for next year as well. Uh, and he was very, very supportive. Uh, there's also been some discussion around him potentially joining us on the route as well at some point. Mm. So the the route has been devised on uh, a whole load of cycling related apps. This is a whole world, new world to me. I didn't realize things like this existed. As, as far as I was concerned, there was Google Maps and, you know, Apple Maps, and that was about it. But it turns out there's a there's a whole kind of like sea of different apps that we've been exploring. And we've kind of ended up using two. We've ended up using something called Ride. Is it Ride With or Ride For GPS? Ride With. Ride, ride with, GPS. with GPS. And there's another one called Komoot. 
Mm-hmm. And what you do is you put your starting point in and you put your ending destination in. Okay, that's all good so far. And then it spits out a route and it tells you how long it is and so on and so forth. But but that isn't really where that journey ended because we, well, I say we, I've done very little on this. Carol has done the, the vast majority of work on this. Carol's had to spend a long time tweaking that route. What we've, what have been the criteria to make the route suitable for what we're doing, Carol? So actually, um, what I've been doing is, of course, checking on the on 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 the on the pathways that we that Kumud was uh, suggesting, which was already pretty cool. But um, there was still way to improve that because um, we found out that there is a bike journey which. Uh, starts actually from Norway and goes all across Western Europe uh, to Santiago de Compostela in Spain and they call it like the pilgrim route and this route is like specifically um, designed I mean the route is not designed for for cyclists but um, the the suggested uh, uh, route inside this Eurovelo 3 track is is really like the best that you can actually uh, do on a bike because it's not going to be like super, uh, super, super hard differences in in height, and um, it's going to go, uh, it's going to pass along more uh, cycling path. So, what we try to do is first adapt like a majority to this Eurovelo three track starting from France to Santiago de Compostela, which will obviously also include the amazing. Uh, Camino Frances, which goes from um, the fr- from the French border to Spain to Santiago de Compostela, and this is like the most famous pilgrim route on the world, if I'm not mistaken. Here, so I, I think a lot of people have already heard about that, and I always wanted to do that um, by walking, and I never took the opportunity to do so. So now I'm going to do that by bike. And I'm really, really looking forward to that because I think it's also going to be like some spiritual experience. So that was one one part of the criteria. And the other part, obviously, because we are doing this inside the WordPress community and for the WordPress community, is like checking where are there like communities near the route, on the route, where we could actually, during our um, during our journey, get in touch, uh, maybe participate at a meetup, um, and of course, getting more riders, cyclists from the community involved. So if there's a local meetup somewhere and if we're going to pass nearby, chances are higher that more WordPress enthusiasts are living there in, in, in the area and uh, wanting want, want, want to join us like for for a smaller part of the, of the trip, like for one day or maybe for three days. So we will give you the opportunity to do so. Mm, that's really nice. The um, So let's ask everybody temporarily just to pause the the podcast and get, get yourself near a device. Go to head2.org forward slash root, R-O-U-T-E, then come back 
and press play again. And that way you'll have a you'll have a real insight into what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. So um, Carol or Dan, it doesn't really matter who. Where are the where are the, the the changes that you made to try to get us in touch with the community as we ride past? Can you on the map? Are you able to sort of point roughly? Obviously not with your mouse, but can you give us the names of the locations of places where you've you've diverted the route so that we have a maximum chance of of coinciding with uh, other WordPress communities. Um, I think. The major change that we did, um, the original route wasn't going through the Netherlands. Mm. So, and we absolutely needed to um, to be able to get in touch with uh, the Dutch community, which is one of my favorites. And uh, so we made the route the route go through uh, Nijmegen and uh, through Eindhoven, and then we are gonna. Um, gonna pass the Belgian border. We're gonna go to, through Antwerpen to Brussels, and so I think this was like the major changes mm. in the beginning of the route, so that would, we would be we would be able to include the Netherlands uh, as as the sixth country on the route. And through France, we made some minor changes um, to pass directly through the center of Paris which is probably going to be very interesting. Yeah, yeah. And the good news is there are lots of cycling paths. So I was very positively surprised because mm. I wasn't expecting that. And uh, we're going to pass through Bordeaux. And uh, yeah, and then we we were trying to find a possibility <laughs> to to remove the very hilly parts in, in the southern France going, <laughs> going through Spain. So... Yeah, a tiny little part is uh, has been deleted from our route, but there is no way of making that a flat trip. Yeah, we need <laughs> we need somebody to basically quickly whip up a tunnel going through the Pyrenees. Yeah. That, would, that would be nice. Can we, we, can we make a call? Yeah. Can we make a call to action for that? So there's still some months. Yeah, yeah. Can <laughs> you do that? St- still not enough time. Um, yeah. So essentially, the route. Hopefully, some of the places that Carol has mentioned, you you know, if, if you're listening from any parts um, of the world near there, um, maybe Dan, you could take this one. How do people how do people express an interest? Let's say that they're interested in joining us for a short period of time on a bicycle. How do they do that? Mm-hmm. Sure. So the the. Um, if they want to, if, if anybody's interested in joining us uh, through the ride, we're, we're setting up multiple ways that individuals can get involved. Um, for now, we, we're asking people to register their interest um, in joining us. So if they go to or head to headto.org forward slash go, uh, that'll redirect to the um, to the page where people can register their interests, register their details, and then we'll be in touch um, as we progress this to to discuss obviously what their their, their expectations, their their abilities. Um, and work with them to see how they can be part of this project because we really want to make sure that this um, encompasses and includes as many members of, of the community as we as we possibly can and get uh, and get many many people involved. Um, I mean to 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 put this into some some form of context. Um, if you look, you know, we've mentioned already the Tour de France and we kind of banded that around a bit. And I mean that's the Tour de France is a three and a half thousand kilometer ride over twenty one days, I believe it is. Mm. Um, that we're doing at the moment it's 3,200 kilometers um, we've given ourselves 30 days but actually five of those days are rest days 
So we're going to be on the bikes for 25 days uh, to accomplish this 3,200 kilometer ride. Um, so it's a big undertaking. There's, there's a, it's a big, um, uh, it's not a case of we can just simply jump on our bikes and off we go. Now, I'm certainly not a professional cyclist. I'm certainly not any kind of athlete. I hadn't even been on a bike for 20 plus years up until about three months ago. Um, but what we're trying to do through this project is really demonstrate that these, these uh, a lot of small changes can positively impact us and positively impact our physical health, which obviously you know, has a direct impact on our mental health. Um, so as people look to join and, and register to be part of this project, we're asking that um, if people want to get involved, if they're happy to share their journey as well and share their experiences and um, be able to share that that whole process from registering as a potential rider right through to, to taking part and, and getting on the road with us. Because there's, there's going to be a number of challenges that we have to, to face as we go through this project as a, as a collective. Um, so it's, it's really quite important that we can... Um, We'd be, we're prepared to to be open and honest about these these things as we go through them. I'm going to be open and honest. I'm terrified. Um, <laughs> it's it, it is quite a thing though, isn't it? You know, when you when you look at it on the map, the the interesting thing was when we put it into the the Kamut app. It very handily, Carol's been working on sort of dividing our three thousand kilometer route up into twenty five more or less equal bits. And it's the realization, I think, for me, of the length of each of those equal bits. When you suddenly see the raw number of, in my case, miles. Miles means something to me. Kilometers I can't really get a hold of just because of what we use in the UK. But when you actually see the number of miles that um, that we'll, we'll need to do each day, it, it is, we, we are taking on something the like of which I've never done. I'm not, mm. um, I'm not, I wouldn't even say I'm modestly fit. You know, when this whole process began, I would say I was suffering from middle age spread, too much time sitting in the chair, um, not enough attention on my diet, not enough attention on my physical activity. And although I am nowhere near the point of being able to start and finish that route, since we decided to do this over, I don't know, what was it, three months ago, we, we committed, I think, something like that. I have made quite a few changes it's been an up and down experience you know it i haven't been able to sustain my approach to to taking exercise in the way that i'd hoped because normal life got in the way um but i've i've made changes i've lost weight i've adapted my diet i'm getting more exercise than i ever had what about you two well, this, this is, as I mentioned, it's, it's about these these little changes and trying to, because obviously we, we all have our response, our daily responsibilities still. Mm. We all have work to do. We all have family. There's, there, there are many things that we have to maintain. And um, really what we want to try and do here is demonstrate that actually making these small changes throughout our, our daily routines without having too much of a big impact from a time perspective mm. um, really can make a change. And I mean, for me, uh, similar to yourself, I've, I've um, I've been doing a lot of small changes and in relation to my diet, in relation to my exercise, and I've been seeing some positive impacts. Unfortunately, I, um, I, I'm, I've got a back injury at the moment. I've actually got a, a fractured vertebrae, which is preventing me from getting on the bike at this stage. Um, but it is uh, prior to that, there was definitely seeing massive changes, massive improvements mm -hmm. from making relatively small changes. 
You've you've been a keen cyclist for a while though, haven't you, Carol? Is this something the like of which you feel ready to tackle tomorrow, or are you going to have to really step it up like me and Dan will at some point as well? <laughs> I don't feel ready at all. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, I I I started cycling only uh, this summer, so like Dan, I haven't been on a bike like twenty years. Mm. In twenty years. And um, I just got back on the bike because I had an injury on my knee, um, which would not allow me to to run. So I started running earlier this year. So the interesting part, I, I don't believe in coincidences, is that I had this desire and um, yeah, this 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 deep need inside of me to change something and to adapt and to go for a more healthy lifestyle already quite early this year. I, I started to make these adaptations. I started to become more active. I had a trip to Iceland, uh, which was a hiking trip, which was amazing, where I discovered what my body was able to do and also what my body was not able to do and what I wanted to improve. So this already started way earlier for me this year. And then when I heard about the amazing Hat 2 WCEO project, that was like, oh my God, I have to get involved into this because this just comes at the exact right moment for me. Mm-hmm. So at the moment, I, I went even further. So sometimes I'm a bit like 100% or 0%. So I tend to, when I, when, I, when, I, when I do change some things in my life, I tend to really get very focused onto that and to do more and more. So at the moment, I changed my diet into a ketogenic diet. So I'm on ketosis uh, and I feel great. Uh, I am losing weight and I am having so much energy. Like I don't remember when I had so much energy before. So this is amazing and works perfect for me. And of course, I am doing a lot of uh, bike training. So I am I am going to, to, to compete this challenge on my e-bike. <laughs> I am not as mad as you two. <laughs> what, what's an e-bike? Because I didn't know what that was. So an e-bike uh, is 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 actually a bike that has um, that has an, an an engine as an assistance. So it has a battery and an engine that uh, will actually uh, multiply the 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 power that you will give that you will put into your bike by by just pedaling. And multiply this effort. So depending on on how much you are going to allow the engine to assist you. So, um, but this stops at 25 kilometers per hour. So it's not like you could speed on uh, with the e-bike and and, and having like uh, end up in the speed that you would have with a motorcycle. So that's not the case. So it stops at 25. And uh, you have to be a bit careful on how you use it because the battery, of course, is not unlimited. So if you want to give it a lot of a lot of assistance, you're not going to be able to do more than 20 or 30 kilometers uh, per per charge. And uh, I really love that because we are living in a very, very hilly area here. And when I got told that I had to stop running for a while because of my knee injury, I uh, yeah, I, I, I was I was really desperate because. I noticed all the positive effects that the physical exercise I started to do had on my mental health. And when I got told, no, it's over for a while, I, I really, I was scared like, to, 
fall into the next depressive episode because I felt like I was losing all my balance and my inner balance, of course. And then um, the physiotherapist told me, like, he said to me, like, hey, you could do biking because it's going to be excellent for your knee. And I was like, I can't do that. Where I live, there's absolutely no way where I can do that. Because it would take me like six months of preparation to get on a to get on a bike and, and ride for thirty minutes because it's so super hilly. And then I discovered the e-bike. So just like you, Nathan, I didn't I didn't actually know what it is like one year before, and uh, I, I completely fell in love with it. So it's so some people might say this is cheating or whatsoever. But the thing is, if I wouldn't if I wouldn't have discovered the e-bike. I wouldn't be on a bike at yeah, all. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. Ha- I would have done nothing during during my injury, and I also wouldn't have been interested in the project because biking for me was always like, bah, no, yeah. <laughs> not my thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Just to just to put put this into perspective, we'll talk more in a minute about the the sort of way that we're actually planning to do it and and how we're actually going about it. But I'll just give you some little tiny window into what we've done so far. So as as a as a team, WP and Op, we've um, we've Dan and I certainly have started to use um, a mobile phone app which uh, is called My Fitness Pal. Now I'm, I'm not recommending this over anything else. It's just the one that we chose to use. And it it enables you to sort of scan the barcode of food that you're consuming if it comes in a packet. If it doesn't come in a packet, you can use their search and 99 times out of 100, you'll find something relatively quickly. Um, and analyzing the food that we're consuming. Now, in my case, this has proved to be a real revelation, this tiny little change. And it gives you data about the the sort of the types of food that you should be eating and whether you're getting enough protein or carbohydrates turns out that on balance my diet was okay i was just eating far too much of everything um and snacking fairly frequently and so just this minor little change and it is a bit inconvenient and i've I've fell out of favor with it a couple of weeks ago and now i'm now we're best friends again i started again this week um just by scanning the food and 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 it tells you how many calories it all equals i've suddenly reduced portion size and as a result over a six-week period i've lost well probably won't mean a lot to everybody but i've lost a stone which is 14 pounds um simply by just observing what i'm eating with this app um so that's been incredible and i know dan's been doing that as well have you found the same thing as it has it helped Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's actually a lot of evidence to, to point towards just simply calorie counting will help you reduce weight yeah. just by the simple fact that you are actually watching your calories. Even if you're making, you think you're making very little difference um, in terms of your touch, there's a, you, you're creating some accountability, aren't you, around, yeah. around the, uh, the food and the, the the, the, your, the food that you're intaking well in our case um, it's real accountability as well because we, we this data is available to each of us about what the others right. are eating um, yes. we have we have we have got a, a colleague paul smart who we've been meeting up with who hopefully uh, going forwards will be continuing to offer us advice and guidance about the right kind of things that we should be eating and and physical exercise as well um, but it does, it's amazing. And the thing that had never occurred, well, not never occurred to me, but I'd never done anything about it, was it was just like, oh, goodness me, that food that I thought was, or, wow, there's a lot of calories in that. You know, just things like when I have a bowl of cereal in the morning, I now I now actually weigh how much milk goes on. 
Whereas before it was just, you know, chuck it on until such mm-hmm. times as you think that's enough. Now I make sure I go for about 130 grams of milk and carefully weigh it out. And all these little things multiplied over the whole day and all of the consumption that you make in terms of food has, has made a, a real difference. Now, we're not losing weight for the sake of losing weight. We're losing weight so that we have less baggage to cart around, aren't we? Because if I can get down to my target weight, that's a lot of of stuff that I don't have to cart around for 3,000 kilometres. We've got 2,150 metres up, yeah. <laughs> uphill. <Yeah. laughs> we want to be carrying as little weight as possible up those, uh, up those mountains. Is that the, that's, the to- that's the maximum height we ever reach, is it? Uh, that's like we will be going up a total of 2,100, uh, um, 2, sorry, 21,500 meters. That sounds more like it. I was going to say, so 21,000. Oh boy, don't, it, it sounds like, <laughs> we, we sound like we're talking about NASA now. It's putting things into low Earth orbit. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. There's the sort of the the side of eating, and I don't know, Carol, mm-hmm. if you've got anything to add on that. Maybe you've always been good um, with your eating, but. Have you modified it recently? Yes. So with the ketogenic diet, it's a total change of what I what I used to eat. So I I always had uh, troubles um, like keeping my weight in order. So I'm I'm suffering from a chronic disease which is called lipedema, which is um, uh, which changes the, the the fat cells and the fat tissue, and it almost exclusively affects women. And so it makes like your fat tissue increase completely out of your control. So that's one thing that I that I always that I always ended up with more weight than I wanted to have. But the more important side of this is that I didn't know about this for two decades. Mm. So then I always tried to fight my body, and I ended up having uh, several eating disorders. So this is always something I have to. I have to keep in mind when I also when I'm adapting my diet, because this is not something like the eating disorder is not something that, that is going to be cured at some point. Like it's it's part of me, and at some point it's going to be sleeping, and at some point it's maybe going to try to come back, and I have to be very aware of what I'm doing. So the recent changes is that I I, I always wanted to try what the ketogenic diet could do for me because it seems to have like positive impacts also on my lipedema disease. Mm. So after the last surgery, uh, lip surgery I had three weeks ago, I felt super motivated um, to give it a try, like because I was motivated on, on like fighting against the disease and also doing something that could increase my energy level, make me lose more weight for the for the head two project. And so this is actually the first time that I am actually tracking uh, everything I eat. Mm. And I do that not because of the calories. So I mean, it's it's very, very important if you want to lose weight to know if you are in a deficit in a caloric deficit or not, I mean, obviously. But for me, it's very important that the the macros are aligned to keep me in ketosis. So I have to be, I have to make sure that at the end of the day, I will have eaten like 70 to 75% of fat and then less than 5% of, um, how do you say, carbs, carbs Carbs, in English? Carbs and the rest is proteins. And uh, so at the moment, I'm tracking everything because I, I, I need to, to, to readapt. 
and I need to get the feeling for for what I eat and, and if it's if it's right for ketosis or not. But it's it's just like you said, Nathan. When you start tracking, and you 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 really you really get surprised and amazed about things that you thought that it would, they would have not, not so much calories, and then you find out like, yeah. oh my god, have yeah. I been eating that all the time? And for for me, what is interesting is, as I am eating so much fat, fat obviously is very high in calories. So I ended up with relatively small plates in the beginning. And my hat wasn't, my mind wasn't able to process that. Like, oh my God, I mean, I know this is so much fat, but it looks so tiny. How can I, how can I not be like super hungry after one hour? And then my hat needed like, one week to adapt so that I was able to feel into my body again and to, to actually find out if I am hungry or not hungry, independent of what my head thinks I am. Mm. And mm. that's a very positive side effect. Like I, I really feel, um, so besides of all the energy I have, I really feel like I'm connecting to my body again in a different way because this is a change. Mm. This is a change in metabolism and it's new and everything that is new helps me to 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 reconnect with with my body in a in a healthy way mm. it's amazing isn't it like i said just the just the inspection of it uh, the diet that i was eating has made a significant difference but it's not just the the diet side of things we've also you know we're going to be on bikes it's a very long time um we've got to take a lot of a lot of time out over the next few months in order to get our fitness levels up so I'll just run through what I'm doing. Um, currently, I have a have an exercise bike, which if you've watched any of the live news or the webinars, has sort of been loitering in the background. And I'm trying to get on that and achieve a, a certain amount of miles every few days. That obviously is going to step up. Um, what's amazing to me is how, how long it does take to do the to do the number of miles and when we go out on the days we're going to be on the on the bikes assuming we can keep the speed up at a steady rate well eight nine possibly more hours a day just cycling and so trying to get my head around how I'm going to practice that much is interesting but also I've been going out on my bike I have a really wonky old bike um, I've got an old mountain bike that I got off eBay or something several years ago. And I also, like you, Cara, live in a really hilly part of the world. And essentially, wherever I go, in any direction, I hit hills. And it's been amazingly interesting to me to, to discover what hills feel like on a bike. And um, oh, you could certainly feel them. So it's it, hopefully I'm going to be able to allocate more hours. I'm probably going to have to do it in the in the weekends and the evenings. And luckily, my family have, you know, they're supporting me, um, giving me time out to do these kind of things. So yeah, what about you, Dan? Yeah, I mean that, that's one of the biggest challenges here. To be honest, it's trying to trying to find the time mm -hmm. to 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 get this to get the exercise in that's needed to accomplish this. Um, and yeah, I. I Similar to yourself, um, uh, my, my long rides have been at the weekends um, because I mean the, my longest to date was 120 kilometres, and and that was uh, what was that nearly six hours, uh, six hours out on the out on the road. So it's a big chunk of the day taken um, to, to to accomplish this. So 
Um, I've, similar to you, I've got a static bike, uh, so I make sure the time spent on that as well. But whenever I can, and my routine prior to um, prior to the um, back injury was. Uh, first thing in the morning, I'd be out on the on the road bike. Uh, I'd, I'd uh, every other day would get in at least an hour on the bike, uh, and then come back, uh, get into the office, do my work. Uh, lunchtime or in the evening, I'd then get onto the static bike. Um, the days that I hadn't gone onto the road, uh, and and clock some miles on the static bike, and then as that long week at the weekend, get the long ride in. Mm. So there's there's a nice um, routine falling in place. But of course, I'm not. Other than other than that one long ride a week, I, I, I wasn't getting. I'm not getting um, kind of huge, great big rides in. But it's 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 about um, building up uh, that that endurance level and continually working to to get to a point where we feel we can spend eight, nine, ten, eleven hours in the saddle uh, when, when we get to the uh, get on the road. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a whole ecosystem that I you know, if you're a cyclist, it'll be second nature to you. But there's there's massive networks of people doing bicycle related things and putting bicycle related content out. And so Dan and I have been sharing um, the global cycling networks videos, and it's basically a YouTube channel where they, they instruct you and they pretend like you're going up a hill and they've actually put people on bikes with GoPros and you follow the video and it tells you to crank up the difficulty level on your exercise bike for this many minutes and then you wind it down again and and it's it's amazing there's a real real subculture of bicycling stuff that i didn't know anything about if anybody's interested in getting involved in in a bit of exercise with a, with a static bike the gcn network the global cycling network is an incredible place to to start I mean, they've just got so much content around this yeah to, just That's think cool. those those GoPros on the on the bikes that'll be us when we're out on <laughs> cycling across Europe. Yeah, that's it. that be... raises a question actually. Let let's move on to that. The the sort of technology and the infrastructure involved. Mm-hmm. Um first of all, it's 30 days and mm-hmm. obviously 30 days the the hope very much is that we never spend the same night um, when we're actually on riding days in the same place, otherwise something has gone calamitously <laughs> wrong. So where are we? Where are we sleeping? Where are we going to rest our heads at the end of these horrifically long days? Well, this this is a this entire project is a huge logistical um, concern. There's there's a lot involved in this, and obviously Carol's been doing a, a, an amazing job around the route so far. And obviously there's there's a lot more to do as we go forward. Um, and the the intention is for uh, us to be um, uh, sleeping in RVs, sleeping in campervans as we travel across Europe. Um, our rest days, with any luck, provided depending on funding, <laughs> we'll have we'll see us in slightly better accommodation in terms of a, maybe a hotel as opposed to a, an RV. Uh, but of course, this this all comes down to funding. But a big a big issue around all of this is safety um, and it's 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 at the forefront of every conversation that we're having we need to ensure that we can we can move this body of people across europe in the most safe way in the most uh, safe and appropriate way because we want to make sure that every person that starts out at uh, berlin ends up in in porto maybe a little bit more tired but definitely in <laughs> one piece we need to make sure that there is no um, so obviously the, the, around the route planning, obviously that's been a, a big concern, making sure that we're not on major roads, we're not in any, putting ourselves in any unnecessary danger at all. Um, so of course it then requires support vehicles to be with us. Uh, so all of this then obviously leads on to uh, leads into cost, uh, and, and there is uh, there is 
quite a substantial need um, in terms of finances to to support this. But of course, it's it is raising a very important uh, issue within our space around uh, the need for better physical health. Yeah. Um, and in terms of like bikes and all of that kind of stuff, the actual minutiae, it, each person that, um, so Carol is obviously going to be on an e-bike. You and I are going to be on a, a suitably selected and hopefully fitted, because that's another thing I didn't realize you could do. You can have a bike kind of, well, it's not bespoke, but they'll adjust everything so that it's in exactly the right position and fitted bike. Would that be the same for people that came along? Is there an expectation that if somebody wished to join us that they would, you know, bring their own cycling equipment, bike, helmet, etc.? Mm, yes, yeah. So we're we're setting up multiple day, multiple options for individuals to join us, um, and that varies from a riding a single day with us uh, right through to joining the full thirty days. So um, it really depends on on how that individual is is joining us, whether that, whether it's a single day, whether it's multiple days, um, as to what level um, they need to have, have undertaken in terms of readiness um, and obviously we'd, re- we'd highly recommend a bike fit for anybody that's getting involved in this project uh, because it's it is important that we make sure that our bodies are suited and the machines that we're using um, to accomplish this aren't causing any additional um, uh, wear and tear or, or problems to our bodies um, particularly i'm mean, certainly if we're doing the, the, the 30 days then yes a bike fit is absolutely necessary uh, but again we we can um discuss that and, and go through that process and, and uh, support individuals on and how to, to take that forward and how to accomplish that. Mm. What will happen to WP and up the main WP and up when the, when you, you, I, Carol and so on are on the bike ride, because it's a, it's basically a whole month is your life as well, not just WP and up, but is your, is your business taking a bit of a pause? Carol, is, are you taking a complete month out or are you expecting to, do things in the evening, like log on and some way do other work? So for me, it's uh, it's going to be quite easy. So um, I am working on, on projects at the moment. So this is one of the projects I'm working on. And um, as I decided already earlier this year to go more slowly, like to have some kind of sabbatical Mm. i am gonna finish the the projects that i am working on and then from mid mid march on i will just focus on on had to like from the work part but also from the preparing myself part (laughs) Mm. Mm. so this is this is easy for me to do um yeah because because I took some other decisions in my life beforehand that make me also have the resources, but I am also aware that this is not the case for everybody out there. Um, but I, I took some decisions, like I would say, like starting five years ago, which would always put my own health in the first place. And that's where, that's how I want to keep it. So that's mm. what I'm doing. Mm. What about you, Dan? Are you taking time completely off, or are you? Have you? Well, I, just to give it some context, I've already lined somebody up to take over various aspects of my work whilst I'm away. I mean, in my case, I've told clients that I'm not going to be doing any new work during that time. Um, and people that are capable are going to take over things like my website care plans and things like that. 
yeah, similarly. I mean, I'm, I'm very fortunate. I've got a, um, I've got a team that we can that can take on a lot of the work that um, uh, that that we have in in the pipeline. So that's um, from kind of from the agency's perspective. Obviously, that will continue. Um, uh, from the from WP and Up's perspective, um, we're very fortunate in that the team has grown into an, a, a, a global team now. We've got we've got people that are supporting us in many many different ways. Um, so work will continue. Everything will. will continue as is without us in the uh, in the office so to speak mm. um obviously whilst we're on the road um we'll be sharing about obviously a lot of what we're doing uh, whilst we're on the road obviously, there'll be a lot of um uh, media exposure across all that we're uh, across all that we're doing coming from us uh, we, we um we, pl- we plan to have a, a um, documentary team with us so we will be live streaming so there'll be a lot of stuff coming out from wp and up through the work that we're doing but of course, the the support, the companionship, the mentorship that's being delivered by WPNUP will continue as well. There's a, a fantastic team um, that will be supporting us uh, from their offices wherever they are globally. Mm. The the route itself it's quite it's quite gentle to begin with, isn't it? When we when we go through the Netherlands, which is famously flat. We're going to have quite a nice time, and so we're going to try and clock up lots of hours and lots of miles. And as we go through France, it turns out that the majority of the French portion of the journey is also quite flat. So the first two thirds look on well. Actually, I should say there's a there's a gem of a thing in the Kamut app where it shows you the elevation as you go along, and basically for the first two thirds of the journey, it kind of rises and falls a little bit, and it goes up a hundred meters here and two hundred meters there, which is not so bad. And then we hit um, then we hit the Pyrenees and then it all gets really interesting um just sharing anxieties and things about that 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 really uh, genuinely makes me nervous um, obviously I'm going to try to be fit and healthy for that what about what about you guys do and does any of this sort of stuff actually keep you awake at night or are you thinking I really hope that I'm up to this yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> Yeah, this is uh, this is gonna be a challenge, to be honest. Like, I, I am I am not sure about how we can we can we can actually do this, but we will try, right? Mm. And in worst case, it's gonna be like some some parts of walking involved with the bike. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we can only we can only try uh, as hard as we can to prepare, and there is no. And unless we want to fly to the Pyrenees beforehand to give this <laughs> a test, right? There is no other way than finding out. Yeah. And there's always going to be a solution. So again, I am very happy I'm going to be on my e-bike. <laughs> 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 but I will need I will need some more batteries for that. So that's that's for sure. Yeah, you'll have to yeah. have a you have to have an RV full of batteries so you can swap out as you go along. Dan, yeah, time, time, yeah, for, I mean, time for the truth. Come on, any anybody that knows me know knows I love a challenge. Good for you. But this <laughs> this is slightly on another level. Um, I'm yeah, it, it does. There are concerns, of course. Um, it it in terms of the physical challenge, the personal physical challenge. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I do like to have something to to work towards, to aim towards. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to lie. There are definitely concerns around it. Uh, when we when we look at some of those elevations and we see 
17, 18% inclines. Uh, I think at one stage we had a, a period of 198 kilometers of continuous uphill. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so easy to laugh about now. <laughs> yes, yeah. So obviously... Carol, as we said, has done some fantastic work on the route and we've been able to reduce some of those mm. distances, some of the lengths that we're going uphill. Yeah. But there are still, we, we, we can't we can't get it around the fact that we've got to cross the Pyrenees. Yeah. Mm. Um, and yeah, the, the I think our shortest day is around 86, 87 kilometers, yeah. um, which is the big one as we hit the, uh, the Pyrenees. I think our longest day is around 186, 187 kilometers. Mm. Uh, I think that might even be our second day, possibly. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it is the second yes. day. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's the kind of distance that you you know you you pack up a car for. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you don't just sort of nip 187 <laughs> kilometers for a few hours. You know, it's a it's a long way, mm-hmm. and we'll be doing this day after day. Um, what are the dates that we're doing it? People might be interested. In put the things things like this in their calendar and keep track on it. Sure. So we were aiming to uh, arrive at WordCamp Europe 2020 for the Contributor Day. Um, so we're setting off, we're actually going to be attending uh, the WordCamp um, retreat uh, prior to this event. So we actually start off with a couple of days of rest and relaxation, shall we say, prior <laughs> to kicking off. <laughs> uh, which So the, the retreat is um, the 30th of April. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yes. So we go 30th of April uh, and off the back of that, we then head over to Berlin uh, and start our journey. I think at the moment we are looking at the 4th of um, May to start the journey mm. from the Estrell in Berlin. Yeah. May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. <laughs> That's great. Um, in terms of sort of hammering home the message this isn't about us um getting on bikes and having a you know we're not just doing this for the 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 sake of having a nice trip across the pyrenees and what have you you know we've illustrated that it's going to be difficult we've illustrated that we're taking it seriously and doing a bit of preparation and getting ourselves prepared but the the bottom line the purpose in the end is to is two-pronged it's to raise awareness about the charity's work but also to engage the people around the charity to to donate some money to to assist WP and Ops work with finance. So this episode is going out significantly before we'll get anywhere near that bike ride, but the work of WP and Ops is, is already underway. So Dan, I'd like you to spend a, a moment giving us all the details of how we can how we can assist WP and Ops if that's all right. Yeah, sure, absolutely. Um, as you mentioned, I mean, this, this is uh, we're touching on an incredibly important topic here: uh, mental health within the WordPress community. Uh, it does need better support. We we put a survey out to the community um, early part of 2019, and the results of that were were alarming. Um, we actually saw uh, twice the international average in terms of individuals suffering with suicidal thoughts within our community. Which is it shows a huge it has a big concern. Uh, obviously, we need to do something to tackle this. One in two that responded um, stated that they did feel they needed support from their mental health or better support from the mental health perspective. So, WPNUP is trying to tackle that. We're trying to deliver um, professional mental health support. We're trying to um, raise awareness and increase um, the the opportunity for people to engage with some form of support um, from a mental health perspective. 
So of course we are supporting the WordPress community. That is a global community. So this is a this isn't this isn't a small undertaking. Um, and of course it comes at a cost, a, a physical, very real monetary cost. Uh, so we do um, we do need to work with our community from a financial perspective to enable this to happen. Uh, and we want we want to work with companies within our space. Um, companies that benefit from having a healthy vibrant community uh, as well as um, obviously individuals if they if they have the ability the opportunity to support us then then we're very very grateful um, there are there are many ways that but people can do that uh, if individuals or companies are looking to donate into wp and up then visiting wpandup.org forward slash donate is an option um, we have the, the we have the ability to take reoccurring monthly donations or single one-off donations uh, we're also as i mentioned looking to partner with businesses uh, within our space both within and without uh, our space uh, if you're interested in knowing more about how to partner with WPN up how we can create exposure across all of the activities uh, then do get in, in touch with us you can get in touch with our partnerships team uh, if you send uh, can send an email to partners at wpnup.org uh, and then the team can get in contact uh, and give you more information or alternatively wpnup.org forward slash partnerships is another one, another route. We really want to make sure that across all of this, we're, we're working with businesses in our space uh, and, and uh, as I say, creating exposure of, of companies that are willing to support positive mental health within our space. It may not be something that you yourself have had a need for. It may be something that you may avoid for the whole of your life, but it may be something that you, you maybe work with somebody who has, um, would have a need for WP and up. And uh, that's the flip side as well. It's not just about um, asking for donations. It's also about letting you guys know that this support is available and you can go to the WPNOP.org website should you need that help. But um, yeah, as Dan says, the uh, y- you know how this works. Charities are free at the point of access, but they can't run on no finance. So yeah, if, uh, if anything that we've talked about today has rung any bells, then please head over to WPNOP.org forward slash donate. Right, I think at 52 minutes, we've probably talked enough about cycling. Um, if you're there at WordCamp Europe, come and look for us. We'll be the three people uh, on the ground, panting, <laughs> praying, <laughs> praying for some, for some R&R. Carol, thanks for joining us. And Dan, thanks very much indeed. Thank you for Thank having you. us. My goodness me, what have we got ourselves into <laughs> I really hope that you enjoyed that. It uh, It is quite a large project. Maybe you got some sense of the scale of it, all of the bits and pieces that have to fit together, the many cogs in the wheel, if you like, all of the bikes that need to be purchased, all of the accommodation that needs to be thought through, all of the sponsorship and so on and so forth. It's quite a big undertaking, but obviously we're doing it for a good reason. And if you go to the show notes, there's a link in there that you can click on if you would like to donate to the project and make it happen. Um, obviously, WP and Op do need support. That stuff cannot be done for free. And so heading over there and making a donation, however large or small, will make a difference and will keep things ticking over. Um, and, and I think it's a, a worthwhile cause. Anyway, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you by WP and Up. One in four of us will be directly affected by mental health-related illness. 
WP and Ops supports and promotes positive mental health within the WordPress community. This is achieved through mentorship, events, training, and counseling. Please help enable WP and Op by visiting wpnop.org forward slash give. Okay, please join us next Thursday for the podcast and also join us on Monday when we'll have our weekly news. comes out very early in the morning. And of course, we'll have our live version, 2 p.m. UK time, wpbuilds.com forward slash live. And please remember to go and bookmark wpbuilds.com forward slash black, because I will be making that page constantly updated with all of the latest deals. There's loads on there already all around Halloween. Lots of them will be coming, though, in the weeks running up to Black Friday. Okay, that is it for now. All that remains for me to do is to fade in some really dreadfully cheesy music this week and say bye bye for now. Bye.